Hello, you are listening to The Boy and the Bear, and a regular pod will be back soon. However, I need a break for obvious reasons. We just felt that it was really important to jump on quickly and record what we're going to call the Emergency Bear Pod, <laughs> because I am absolutely beeling. And I am absolutely beaming. It's like the sort of bat signal, beel signal has gone up outside Ibrox and you've jumped at it and you just want to vent. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to do any of our regular features this week. It's purely no. therapy. I love that Scott, we've just, uh, Scott, he's needing to take a break, but we're just about to spend 20 minutes talking about the, the reason why he needs to take a break. Get it off your chest, Scott. Take it away. I mean, I mean, I don't think anyone needs the context. I guess the context is... The damage was done after Celtic beat you at home. I think that's when the tide officially oh. turned. Maybe got a wee yep. bit of hope up after the Betis game and then that Aberdeen result and performance and the Motherwell yeah. performance yeah. was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, I think this is the problem. It's like performances rather than some of the results. You know, like these results are going to happen sometimes, but it's the manner in which we're losing. It's... I watched the Aberdeen game back there, and you're looking at the back line. Tavernier's not brave enough for the second, sorry, the third goal. He just stands and watches. Barisic falls to the ground really, really easily. Do you know what I mean? Like you're pushing a child over. That's how, how easily he goes down. And I think the Celtic game, I there's a lot of talk that he should have gone after that because that was a disgrace. You, you, you can't give up that much room, that much authority at home, especially when there's not a single away supporter he's blown through quite a lot it's not worked out and we just here we are again for two years of running searching for a manager mid-season you know seven managers in your 11 year history hi thanks Paddy Power Um, thanks for that Uh, I'll not be betting with you you bastard. I thought you were talking to me Um, no no do you own Paddy Power Paddy I I mean the Celtic result also didn't help Bealey. He just had, he just had a horrible day. Like that must have just yeah. been the worst thing for him. He yeah. must have seen, oh mother of the people is ninety fifth minute. Yeah, and then he's minutes and then yeah, that happens to him. I actually thought yeah, um I thought not that, I mean me and you were together, Scotty. But I actually thought the red card might have helped yep. him. But the point the main point is his Rangers were already two 0 down when when he got sent off. So yeah. It's nothing there, do you know what I mean? The performance, like nobody like just defensively, do you know I mean okay we we've got a lot of injuries up the front of the park but there's not you know you got to be solid you have to be defensively solid in those moments especially against one of your rival teams in Aberdeen you know they're going to come and wait for their opportunity and you know they're going to be dogged and determined but yeah you just I'm sick of the whole oh it's new players half it there's the majority of that team have played here for a long time well, I can see you boys just absolutely loving this right <laughs> at now at least so. we on to the first thing I wanted to cover Scotty because we're, we're going to throw a lot into this but um, how many times yep. are you going to let this squad of players throw managers under a bus right now I think that Gerard didn't get thrown under a bus because his personality and he maybe got a little bit of a leeway with Covid yep. etc and then obviously won a league so you can't really throw him under a bus with that you're a manager who no. got you to a European final, right? Granted, Celtic won a league. I yep. get that, right? But he was trying to instill a, a style of play that was that takes years to do. Players threw him under a bus, got sacked. Now, what happens yep. is players throw him yep. under a bus in, in full stadiums. Then the fans get on, on the backs of managers. And we all know that old firm yep. fans, if they turn on a manager, the manager's done. doesn't matter who it is, manager's done. 
and they've just done this to Michael yep. Beale. Now, we can all laugh and joke about some of the comments that were said about Michael Beale being a genius and this and that, and it reminds me of Arsene Wenger. I'm sure we've all read it in the last couple of days, right? And I'm, I've laughed at it, right? The revisionism, by the I don't way. Want oh this my to be, God. I don't want this to be a, like, let's all share the memes and laugh at Scott. Shouldn't have invited me then. At the end of the day, serious people in the industry, serious people, it wasn't like, these aren't joke people that have said this about him. These are serious people that have had their own successful careers that have said these things about Michael Beale. What are the players doing? I think that's a big, you know, you're listening to a lot of like Rangers fan media accounts out there. And they're obviously at the same point. It's like, here we go, another I've been manager. I've to a lot of Rangers fan media recently. <laughs> I bet you've been it's getting been your jollies out, haven't you? I bet you've been contributing to some of it as well. Oh my god. Fraud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, follow, follow 999 has commented again. <laughs> At the face painter. <laughs> Tiger Stripes, 69. Uh, but seriously, I, I, it is just a joke. Like you've, <laughs> you've got. You've got James Tavenier and Barisic right now. Losers. You can say what you want, but I'm just gonna say this point. Like, obviously, Michael Beale's come in and worked with these guys. You what? Four or five seasons ago now. You know, at the time, what 2018, 19, when Gerard came in, they're in their prime of their career, athletically wise. You know, like speaking, you know, they're fit. They can get up and down the park easier. You're asking them to do the the same job you did five years ago with aging players. You can't do that. They're not they're not going to be able to do that or produce the same results week on week. You know, you need to manage them a bit better. The James Tavernier's played practically every game for what, eight years now? You know, and, and some of those seasons we've had sixty plus games. You know, that that's that's a tall order for anyone, doesn't matter how fit you are. So I th- I just think Michael Beale's come in had come in, sorry, and you know, thought, oh, I know how these players worked before. I'll, I'll do the same thing again. And not really looked at it and going, where is my squad now? Where is the age of my squad? What's the profile of my squad? I, I think Michael Beale has come in, talked a lot of shite. People yeah. have bought it and he's paid the price. He's He called Ange lucky. He came in and he called Ange lucky. Done him, yeah, I mean, he's not done himself any favours. No, he's agree not. Listen, that's fact. He's opened his mouth yeah, and that's belly rumble. His mouth. He has a little bit, right? But not as much that's made out. I actually think it's what other people have said about him that's put him on this pedestal that's then allowed him to be shot down from a great height. He lapped it up. He sat, beside, he sat behind Dio Van Bronckhorst and walked up yeah, the job, begging poor. for the job. I said, he's, I said that at the time. That's poor. Mate, he's, yeah. I've said from the start, this isn't a... You don't come yeah. Ibrox. Yeah. Sorry, Pat. You don't come Ibrox when a manager's still no, in the job and laughing with injured players and then a week later you're linked with the job. I mean, that's pretty cool. That Listen, is. like I've said from the start, and I don't want this to be an I told you so moment because it, it generally isn't. The, it's the only way it's going to come across, but it's not. I've, told, I've said to you both before this podcast even started, the guy is a charlatan. He has talked his way into, the, at the moment, the second most high-profile job in this country, and the fan base lapped it up. He'd said everything that you wanted the, a manager to say without any evidence in his career whatsoever that he was able to to walk the walk. I mean, our, and the Scottish media didn't help either. They no. they lined him up as a direct opponent and a someone of the calibre of Postacoglu, who'd won titles wherever he'd been. Yeah, like people hadn't even managed what thirty games. It's insulting. Be... Everyone jumped onto this bandwagon that was never there in the first place, and <sighs> the wheels fell off me when he said that Andrew's yeah. lucky, and then he tried to backtrack and go, "Oh no, I'm lucky too." He, nah, but he I th- talked I, nonsense. I think. 
Yeah, sorry, Pat, just, so, sorry, sorry, just quick. I think that's the sort of thing you can maybe do, and I mean, I'm just comparing this to it, and this may be part of the problem. It's something you can do if you're Jose Mourinho, who's probably playing similar tactic as Roma at Roma right now, because they've had a bad start this season. But he's got so much back catalogue he can fall Aye, back on. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Do you know what man. I mean? And if he gets sacked, it's almost like, well, that's, well you've just sacked Jose Mourinho, you probably regret that sort of, sort of mantra. Whereas I don't know where Beal goes from here. Mm. Um, but what I'm what I'm really keen, Scotty, and I know you wanted to come in my point there, is that I don't like I said at the start, I don't want us to be let's mock Rangers but they are turning into a little bit of a meme right mm-hmm. you've got you're gonna I was just going to get on to that no I was just going to get on to yeah, that yeah I like, mean you know. you're, you're domestically the most successful club in Scotland right and these are just facts domestically the most successful club in Scotland Man's domestically the most successful club in world football right so no, that's not correct is it not no, we're close to, and at least in the top three. Well, yeah, I mean it's disputed facts. My point is, is that you aren't a meme club, but in the last ten years, you've allowed yeah. yourselves to become it. Who do you bring in, Scott? Where do you begin? <laughs> what has to change for yeah. for Rangers to take the steps forward needed? Well, this is the thing: is like, you know, throughout my lifetime, I've, Rangers has always been associated with like stability in terms of managers. We, you know, we've had a lot of success. You know, we've given managers time. And since, you know, we gave Gerard a lot of time and that's circumstantial because obviously we're just getting back up into the leagues. You know, the whole Warburton Kashina era, like, that was filled with a lot of naivety on fans' parts thinking, oh, we've just come up and we'll challenge straight off the bat. That's that's just a bit of stupidity and naivety. Okay, you can allow yourself to dream in that situation, but, you know, you look at the Gerard error as a as a kind of starting point of where standards started to improve and he he came in you say what you want about Gerard but he he came in with a whole this you know I'm going to drag this club up we're going to get the standards up to this level and then from there he built you know the reputation in Europe he talked the talk and then won something yeah and then Gio you got like as much as anyone says something about Gio Gio wasn't backed Gio shouldn't have come out and said what he said about or golfing in class, etc. Because then that backfires in a league perspective. But he didn't get backed in a sense as Beal has. Beal has had his handpicked his own players that have not worked out. Gio never got a chance. And now I'm not saying Gio should have stayed because the results were pretty shite. You know the performances sometimes were were awful in in domestic. But his track record and his. Yeah, his career at Rangers was a hell of a lot yeah. better than Beal's oh, yeah. ever was. And he at least won stuff. Celtic, you know? Well, exactly, and got you. Well, he got you to the, he yeah. got you to the final, which is an achievement despite everything I yeah. said on previous pods. Of course, it's an achievement. I'm just yeah. being glib. Yeah, yeah but the, the thing is, from a Celtic perspective, like, I don't really care about Joe Van no. Bronckhorst. I don't like. I don't follow his career or anything. But he wasn't as disrespectful to the league or to his opponents as Michael Beal was. No. Like, Michael Beal genuinely was arrogant and disrespectful yeah. and look, even his last game yep. said we shouldn't get beat by teams like Aberdeen of course there is some truth and merit to the thing that he's saying there but the way he's yeah the way he comes here, across yeah it, it's he, the guy is arrogant yeah. and needs to go and eat his humble pie now and see if he can resurrect his managerial career somewhere you know look at Chris Boyd he, he said the exact same thing he's like you know the arrogance has cost him his job he's come in here thinking he's too good for Scottish football bloody hell I agree with Chris Boyd yeah, yeah. I love that that statement's also come from Chris Boyd yeah oh, oh yeah but you've got him like I mean you actually read the comment that he said no, it's, I it's, know it's, exactly you know it's true about, yeah. no, you it's, know it's can't, can't dispute it no and the thing is what gets me about sorry Stephen like just the whole thing is with this season, especially. And I know I've said this previously, but he's had a hand in these players, right? He's gone and told Rangers support, 
I'm going to take the handbrake off. I'm going to go and get players that will play this attractive, electric style of football that us fans want to see, that gets us off our seats, gets us up the park and scores goals. Where where has that been? We were told that these players that he's gone after were specific for a system he wants to play. We go and sign, you know, being told Serial Dessers was his number one striking target. That guy looks like he's never kicked a ball in his life. And I don't want to write people off because I, I, I've said this to you guys before. I think we as a fan base, both sides are very quick to judge and very quick to dismiss players. Makes I, more Bangura look like it's because, part, it's because yeah. it's so intense. I mean, we yeah. really do live in like such a, oh, you a, a fishbowl of like yeah. it's, it's, the old it, gold fishbowl analogy, it, it, but it's, it's so true. It's mental, it really yeah. is mental up here. And what, what I wanted to go on to, just to clarify the, the, the arrogance thing, sometimes I, I do think I quite like it. See if Beale had pulled it off, you get justified arrogance. I mean, we've got to remember yeah. Giovan Bronkors won a Champions League, played in the World Cup final. Steven Gerrard won a Champions League, had an unbelievable playing career. So you can almost accept, I know it's not a management, but you no, can almost they've accept. got every right to rock up here and be yeah, arrogant. They, look at their track can, record. Yeah, you can you can look at their personalities, whereas I don't think Beal could ever, he nope. listened to, to the hype a little bit. I do agree. Therein lies that. the problem. He, d- he, did, he did listen to the hype. So what's, what's next, Scotty? Who would you love to see coming in? Can I quickly door? ask, just yeah. before, we're well going, to, I, I don't want to, derail that too much but Scott I just I got interested there when you mentioned like he came in and promised all this free-flowing football yep. I just wanted to quickly ask was that ever there was there ever a game or a match or a period of time where you thought no wait a minute because I mean everyone got carried away about the, yep. when you beat Celtic at Ibrox but it's a meaningless nothing. game it's a meaningless yeah. game it doesn't mean nothing I, I don't think so I don't think I think there's been moments you know in games whether it's you know I've first half 20 minutes or you know that's not good enough but these things happen and you know and you're thinking okay there's something to build on we've made some really nice passages of play scored a lovely goal etc you're thinking that's the standard that's that's what we're looking for or you know the off ball recovery that that's really intense we're never just able to merge the two of those things together and become a really fluid football team and you thought last season I think he got a bit of credit in the bank in a sense that it's not his players, you know. He kept saying that it's not his team; it's it's Gio's team. And he used that for about six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're thinking, okay, he's like, judge me on my players. And it's now we're seven games into the league. We we got embarrassed it in Holland when we shouldn't have got. And yes, PSV are a good team, but we should never have got beat in the manner we did. That was the first, you know. Oof. And then Celtic performance, yeah, that it's just not acceptable. And obviously the performances haven't picked up. And I think. He's just shot himself in the foot. And, you know, I think you look at like a guy like Jose Cifuentes, which as I've mentioned before, was a guy I was really excited about because he's he's more of an attack-minded midfielder, breaks in lines and getting forward and tries to score goals. Michael Beal single-headed him out and was like, that's a player I want. But has shoehorned him in the system as a deep-lying right-sided midfielder to cover James Tavener because he wants James Tavener to go forward at every waking moment. And... You know, this is what baffles me and I think baffles the majority of the support is you've selected all these players for this this system that you've created. Where is that system? What system is it? How are you going to get these players? Like Sam Lammers, you know, we've downgraded Yanis Hadji to Sam Lammers and to me that's just a, a waste of money. I mean, a half-fit Yanis Hadji, in my opinion, is better than Sam Lammers. And so I just think he's he, he just got it wrong. So... You know, you know, time just things were just weren't. He wasn't getting things quick enough. He wasn't. There wasn't an upturn quick enough, and 
in his perform his team's performance, and then obviously you saw the the mood change in his his whole demeanor, the way he addressed the media and stuff. Just you know, he knew he was on his last legs. I think you know. So can I can I ask a question to you, Pat? Yep. Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you've already you know, given, given your yeah, piece. Yeah. There's nothing, I mean, unless Pat does, but you can't disagree with any of it. I mean, we both just sat here and nodded our head as, as you've said it. Uh, me as a yep. neutral, I can totally see where you're coming from. Almost my feel question, sorry for you. My question, uh, <laughs> my question to Pat is, genuinely, does it ever get boring as a Celtic fan? No. Not get bored? Do you not, do you not just want like one season where it's like, I know they won the league once, but one season where it's like really close, comes down to the last couple of games... Well, to be fair, it has been. I think the last couple of seasons have been defined by the results against Rangers. Like the, been the first quite the, early on, though. No, I think the first stand post Cogley season, we only overtook Rangers in, in December. December. Yeah, because we um, absolutely because you made the decision. It. You made the decision to get rid of Gio, which now looks like a really bad one. No, that was no, no that was when uh, it was when Gio came in. Yeah, right Gio enough. came in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gerard, Gerard, Gerard left. Regardless, no, like that was one of the best seasons I've ever ever had supporting Celtic because of the football that we were playing. Uh, no, I, I, honestly, and I'm, I know this is going to sound horrendously um, arrogant, but no, of course it doesn't ever get boring watching your team win, and it never gets boring watching your rivals struggle. Yeah, that that honestly, it does lead me on to the something I wanted to talk about. A, a reference I've been listening to some Rangers media. <laughs> I can, uh, I can admit. Uh, and I heard one of the best words I've ever heard in a podcast before. Um, and it was, uh, we are watching the Espanolification of Rangers, comparing that to their derby with Barcelona yeah. in terms of a one-city derby where one is just becoming stronger and stronger and stronger yep. and the other, if, if something isn't done about it. Yeah. Are, there's There's two things I want to ask you, Scott. The first is, what percentage, if you give me an exact number, what percentage of this season is Beale's fault? And then the second question is, do you think Espanolification, that's hard to say, yeah. is happening? Do the percentage it, first. Yeah, I'll do the percentage. It's, it's hard because... No, I, I, I don't need the calculator for this one. Um, I'm just trying to take away the... the the anger and frustration I have towards what I'm seeing on the pitch this season and really think about it logically from a board perspective and player recruitment, etc. So I I'm gonna put I'm gonna say about sixty five percent of it on Beal because I just think, you know, we're all talked about this revamp, this rebuild, etc. All summer. He had the chance, he had the, he had the war chest to go and do it. We don't strengthen well enough. We don't we get rid of the wrong players in my opinion you mentioned a war chest there yeah. by the way see for all this to happen during armed forces day yeah. it's absolutely glorious <laughs> what's where'd you place the other 35 surely on the players or is the is the Ross Wilson departure and not replacing that sort of person um, play a part actually yeah that's a good point um, thank you uh, <laughs> I think I think there's a blame on the board for not you know, for, for at sticking with... At 1% you just got at 1%. Yeah, I know you do. I'm just trying to think. Um, 65. Uh, What's it, the lazy you haven't answered that Espanol question? Yeah, so. yeah. No, it gives me a time to try and think about it. <laughs> well, I've got a training catch. So yeah, so I, I would say 15%. So there's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe about 15% on the, the board for not managing... Like you know, the longevity and the, the strategy of the the club in the right direction. That leaves and then, you with twenty percent. Is that yeah. on the players? 
would say so, yeah. I would say like you've got a leadership group there that's been there for six to eight years. No, no, but I'm just saying, you know, like as a support, like how many times can you sit there in front of supports and say, oh, we'll learn from it, we'll learn from it, and you play the same, but you say you say that you say that, and then you play the same teams four se- four times a season. I think. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the meme of the or not the meme the video taken of Tav speaking to fans outside Ibrox after the game, and the fans literally no. just going, speak to them, Tav. You're a Hall of Famer. Speak, Tav. But he's Tav's just no, standing there. Like but they've that. got a point, though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, the, he's, the, he's the got media a... have got to take a little bit of the blame here, though. And this goes Absolutely. back to the goldfish bowl sort of analogies. Is they've yeah. got to take. I mean, you get Chris yeah. Boys and all that. And, I mean, yeah. it was the same. You can apply it to any league in the world. When you've had a club that's been hugely domestically successful, chances are the pundits for the next twenty years will make up those clubs. Look at yeah. look at Man United just now. They're they get absolutely analysed every game by Gary Neville, Roy Keane, like, and it's the same with Rangers just now. Yeah, but I'll let you answer the Espanol question because I'm desperate. For it. Oh, <laughs> thanks for reminding. I've, I've <laughs> forgotten that. So Espanolification. I do not want to admit that that is even remotely possible to to be in the the Celtic like Barcelona shadow. But I think if we don't get our act together and we don't start producing a brand and a level of football that brings success then it may become a reality that we will struggle going forward it'll Question. never happen is it your current no reality? I won't I w- it'll never ever happen no I won't ha- I'm just saying it, hasn't it happened already no but what no, I think you've I th- won what two but, trophies but I think it's going to it's going to get harder though no it's not we're not that shit right but I but think the last 20 years maybe no but there's a lot you got to think of the context in that period you know what I mean so I think if you look at it there is a moment where I think the chance to catch and maintain the level, you know, with Celtic will diminish in the next few seasons if we don't get our act together now and have a bit of stability and, and get an identity as a team, a brand of football that will allow us to bring success. So I'm just going to answer that politically and say... No. <laughs> Can I provide you with a crumb of comfort when I say I, I probably agree with you? Because yeah. I think the Celtic board and management structure have demonstrated already that they're not very good at building from a position of strength. Yeah. Um, same, although, to be honest, see if you objectively just look at our very recent history, you could you could argue, honestly, if this was happening in any other country, you could argue that it's happened already. No, no, no. Let's let's reverse argument though, right? Let's reverse argument just to prove that prove the point that it'll never ever happen. Rangers won nine leagues in a row in the late eighties, early nineties, right? That was thought, thirty years ago. Well, it was twenty five years ago. But that's that's all that Celtic have done, just in reverse. It's never gonna be an Espanol. There's always Rangers will always come back. Yeah. Always a far too big a club. Espanol will never ever be the size of Barcelona ever. I agree with you. I don't think it'll ever get to that that level. I just think there might become a point unless we start to really like stabilize our position and stop changing manager every two seasons, every season. Do you know what I mean? We will then get. I think the gap will stretch out. You know, we'll always be there, but I think the gap in terms of finance or like ability to wrestle you know Celtic from titles etc might be proven di- more difficult totally agree with you seven let's, titles let's talk since a- millennium yeah well let's talk about how Rangers changed that then Scott let's go back yeah. to the point who let's finish off with this lads who is your selection to replace Michael Beale and why and then I'm going to go to Pat and I'm going to genuinely get his unbiased answer and then go from there can, can I honestly be honest with you I, I do not know 
like you know, I wanted Gio in at the time, and I was really excited. I thought this guy's got pedigree, and then it he obviously got us to a Europa League final. But domestic form was rotten. We've not won the league in a significant amount of time. It's now time to change that. We need an experienced manager, but we also need a manager that plays a brand of football that gets the fans on side. There's got to be a a, a culture of promoting youth players, you know, including them more than we have seen. I would like to see us add a bit more of a Scottish backbone because I feel that that's missing. And I feel that every successful Rangers team in history has had a contingent of Scottish players. Yep. You know, And I, I, I don't know. I Honestly, from the names that are being linked, how they're, I'm looking at it and I'm trying to get excited. I'm trying to find, you know, who's going to be that one guy that's going Would to... Would you take Derek McInnes? No. Would you take Kevin Muscat? There's people are really not liking the idea of him, right? But he's just come off the back. I know he had a terrible time in Belgium, but he's off the back of a very successful period with the Marinos team, you know. Kind of copying Celtic, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, but that's the all, that's see, the other problem, you know, copying you guys. Now. But see what I'd say right now, Scotty. Right, see yeah. if there's and I'll, I'm going to come to Pat on this as well. See if there's not a name on that list. Yep. Right. Is there not a part of part of you that maybe thinks, listen, the league's probably done this season. Yep. Let's wait till a name who can actually fundamentally change this club comes up and who wants Alex the Ray. job, and not just, <laughs> not just, <laughs> and not just who's working as a hair driver, um, <laughs> and not just. But um, driving that title right down your throat next season, <laughs> bio. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you. Yeah, like, is it a chance to just really? And I think if you read John Bennett's statement, that's kind of what he alluded to. Like they have to get this next appointment correct. They have to make this count. They can no longer keep repeating the same mistakes. So if that takes, well, fans might not like it. If that takes longer than the next two weeks to find an an ideal candidate that can come in, and really bring those standards back up, change a leadership group that's in Rangers at the moment. Change, you know, because there is a culture. There's a culture. And I've never seen, you know, as a Rangers fan, you know, you hear all these legends of the club talk about it, and it's like second is is worthless. Whereas I think this team, there's this kind of lull over this group of players where I think second is, well, at least we're second, you know. Not even second at the moment. No, exactly. But you know, like in the past, I think that's been their whole. They're they're quite comfortable being second in a big game against St. Mirren. That's huge, by the way. That's huge. Like fair play to St. Mirren. Battle like you've you got you got to give credit to them for the way they've started. But Paddy, who? Yeah. And you're going to say nobody, but genuinely, <laughs> no. I'm, looking, I'm at, looking, looking at the I'm, list. Is there anybody on there that you would think don't want him to become Rangers manager? Just while Scotty was very eloquently wrapping that up, I was I, I looked at the I looked at the list on uh, one of the Benton sites. Paddy Power, eh? <laughs> <laughs> there's guys there that I'd be I'd be overjoyed if they took the job like there's guy, there's names like I've mentioned McInnes Robbie Nielsen is a 16 to 1 yeah, um, no chance man is he Lampard uh, the o- only one on the list and he's already ruled himself out that would concern me is Graham Potter and even them I yeah. think we've got a better manager than Rodgers so why, why does uh, why does Frank Lampard why is that not a good fit I mean I watched them um, I watched Frank Lampard on Sky Sports last night, and any time I hear the man speak, I can't. I, I don't know what you boys think, but I'm I'm impressed every single time I hear him. And then on Sky Sports last night, they were going over his record, and I was like, 
That's not even bad. He got Chelsea top four without spending a penny. Look at the youth players he's brought through. Honestly, anybody yeah. listening to this, go and look at the youth players Frank Lampard's brought through, putting them into one eleven, and tell me they don't get in the top four of the Premier League. He got sacked from he got sacked from Chelsea when he was five points outside the top four, right? And he's got a better uh, points record than Sean Dyche at Everton, and he kept Everton up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't have been disappointed if Lampard had been given the Celtic job. So it's not fair for me to turn around and say that I. I think it would be a bad appointment, but it doesn't. It doesn't strike any fear whatsoever. Like we dealt with Gerard. Yeah, um, I think I think it's different as well. I think you didn't. De- you didn't deal with Gerard. Gerard left when Rangers were top of the league, mate. But the thing is, the thing he is, he won one trophy. No, but we but we were dominant. We were dominant against Celtic at that he won, point. He didn't. He won Celtic one trophy. Take care of Rangers, yeah. uh, Gerard. But he, anyway, he boys, like, but to just kind of wrap things up before you guys start having a domestic here. Um, well, it's supposed to be me and you. I know, I know, but I, I do enjoy this dynamic. But I, I'm I'm away for a break, so I really want this. Um, I th- I think um, Lampard's not a terrible shout, but at the same time, you know, sometimes his t- his football teams kind of a bit all over the shop, and we've seen that. You know, we've seen that with Beal's team. You know, and at times Giovanni's selection in the league. We we need the manager just. King but Lampard's football, and I, and I feel like I'm jumping on the Frank Lampard bangman here. Frank Lampard's football seems like it's all over the place because he didn't have the players to play at the ability of the league he was competing in. Just, a young commission? He wouldn't. No, I just, I just, I look Frank at Lampard's list, manager. I don't, I don't get it, right? Rangers need an authoritative manager that can. Yep. We've just talked about the start of this podcast who can carry the arrogance that you need yep. to manage Rangers, right? That has a clear philosophy. He has that. He's managed big players. He's been involved in dressing room. He's won Champions Leagues. He's played in major tournaments. He does. He is a good manager. He speaks brilliantly to the press, which is huge when you're a Rangers manager because you get. Seems like you get interviewed every single day. Of the so week. did Beale apparently, right? And I think he's got more credit in the me, back than Beale. And I'm not saying. Know. Listen, if that list was extensive and it had some brilliant names on it, I wouldn't be picking out Frank Lampard. But I'm looking at the same list as you boys. Graham Potter's not taking it, and nope. everybody else on that list is to me is is a neutral. There's is not a Rangers manager, and I'm sitting there with my head in my hands, going, Celtic are going to win five more leagues." Yeah. It's going to take a hell of an appointment for me to be remotely concerned about. It's going to take like an Ancelotti or something like that. But I feel like we could go round and round in circles. Yeah. Rangers in dire straits. Yeah. Steve Davis and Alex Ray don't really feel. I hope they stay in charge for as long as possible. I just I I, th- I think like there's been a lot of things with Stephen Davis. Obviously, like he's just coming to like keep the things afloat. You know that's all he's trying to do. So I don't think he's going to be there long term. I think they're just going to. Be, be trying to get the best like best pe- person for the job but yeah. however long it'll take it's anyone's guess like we said boys we wanted to jump on and do this this quick episode really looking forward to the podcast next week yep. um, back we'll, as I'm usual I'm sure we'll talk about this <laughs> in a lot more depth and Scotty will be refreshed from, from his holiday yeah and I'm just about the bear cave <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with our yep. features and our predictions and our trivia and all that malarkey but uh, we are going to make next week's trivia manager related as well just to keep oh, up. Like, oh, that. I like, I like that. that's been decided right now yeah okay. it's been nice of you Stephen I had story. my trivia question in, in place but I'm going to have to change it now <laughs> did <Okay>. you hell <laughs> hell hell follow follow really <laughs> and Michael Beal we trust no <laughs> we don't do walking away but I'm going on holiday because I need a break <laughs> <laughs> hey, lads, take care. See you. Bye.